0: Hello and welcome to the Gospel Every Day podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today as we look at Proverbs 3, verses 17 through 18. It reads like this, Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. Now, you probably already knew this about podcasts, but on your phone, there is this wonderful little button. It's the speed button, and it gives you the ability to either slow down or speed up uh, whatever you're listening to. And I'll confess to you that I am a serial double-speed podcaster. That after years of listening to sermons and, and other content on double speed, I've really trained my ear to really receive content in that fashion. And that I actually have a really hard time listening to things on normal speed. That gives you a little bit of a window into my soul. But you know, I think that if I can take something that's 20 minutes and shrink it to 10 minutes when I'm trying to get from point A to point B, that I'm going to go for that, that that might be the most effective use of my time. Of course, that's not the case with the Gospel Everyday podcast, and I hope for your sake today that you're listening to this on normal speed, because I've been told that I have quite an aggressive words per minute, so I'll try to slow that down a little bit for us uh, today. But that principle really came to mind of how we like to speed up and how we like to, to skip ahead to things. As I was reading today's devotional, and there's this beautiful, beautiful imagery of the tree of life. And we see the tree of life uh, throughout Scripture, but most prominently, we see it as this incredible bookend to the story of God. We see it at the beginning of Genesis, and we see it show up again at the end in Revelation. First in Genesis, which really tells the story of our original sin, that at the heart of the garden... God placed this tree of life, which is described as this beautiful tree, which, which bears fruit, delicious fruit, and it stands prominently at the center of the garden. It stands at this as a great source of eternal life, which flows from the eternal God, that as we stand in right relationship with him that we have access to. It's amazing. It's this picture of completeness, of peace, of everything set together as it's intended to be. And the tree of life also stands beside the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which we were prohibited to eat from. See, up to this point in the story, God was the one who called all things good or called things not good. And he sets these loving boundaries for us, which lead us into eternal life. But we decided that we could do a better job, that we wanted to define good and evil on our terms, that we couldn't actually trust God and his goodness, that we thought we knew better. And so we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you know how the story goes, that what we thought would bring us life ends up bringing us death. That what we thought would make us like God breaks our communion with him. And the entrance to the garden then is sealed, that we're cut off from the tree of life, God's eternal life, his full life for us, we are cut off from. But that's not the end of the story. There's also this incredible promise of renewal. Because what we were not able to do, Jesus comes and he does for us. Jesus comes and he lives a blameless life in full submission to the will of his Father, And Jesus, who gave his life up as a ransom for us, even to the point of death, this death on a tree, the death on a cross, he does that so that we can have access to the tree of life. And it's through his death and his resurrection that Jesus himself becomes our source of life for those that would choose to follow after him, that they would inherit his eternal life. And as Keller alludes to in Revelation 20, too, there is this incredible picture uh, of the new earth as it's being restored and, and it's been renewed that at its center again is this tree of life that we're no longer cut off from, but that actually we have access to, that, that death is gone, the curse is over, that there are no more tears, there's no more mourning, there's no more pain. And my heart longs for that day when Jesus will return, where we will rule and reign with him where there will be no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. And much to my approach of listening to podcasts, I often wish that I could just hit the double speed button and get to that point of the story. And you likely too have that desire. And that desire is intended to impact not just what we look towards, but how we live now. C.S. Lewis once said this, that, Continually looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some modern people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave this present world as it is. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were those who thought the most of the next. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world, that they have become so ineffective in this one. Our mindset as Christians should be one where we are looking towards eternity, where we have an understanding that we have a hope that goes beyond what we can see in our temporal circumstances. But we should not be so far looking that we ignore the present realities. And actually, it is our role to bring more of the future kingdom more of the futures of heaven into our current realities. So whenever you make wise decisions that honor God, you are showcasing the very value set of heaven in the here and now. When you serve others, when you live generously and not for yourself, When you take the good gifts, the raw materials that God has given you, and you steward them to further his kingdom and his glory, you are displaying heaven now. But I don't always look at my everyday life in that way. I mean, we all make endless decisions on any given day, and rarely do I stop to consider if the decisions I am making are showcasing my belief in the life to come, or if I'm all too consumed on the life of the present. And I know a huge indicator for me to let me know that when I've wandered a little bit and my perspective is worry. The things that I'm worrying about, the things that I fear, the things that I'm overanalyzing in all of my decision making because it seems so monumental to everything that's in front of me. When I fixate on what's in front of me, I worry. When I expand my understanding that what I see is not the end, that I am securely held in the hands of a loving and sovereign God, I'm able to release worry. I'm able to live freely. I'm able to make wise decisions empowered by his spirit that point towards heaven. And I can do this because Jesus tasted death for me so that I can taste the tree of life. And that's really the focus of our prompt today for Journey to Easter, that we would reflect on the life and the freedom that is given to us through the wisdom of Jesus Christ. And as we walk with him and hold fast to his wisdom and his teaching, he leads us to paths of peace that we can experience in this world now and will forever experience in the world to come. Have a great day.